What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, joined as always by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what is up? Yeah, what's up, Shamari? Um, been a very uh, interesting uh, time in Star Wars since we last did our podcast, obviously. Mm-hmm. Last week, we had the tumultuous uh, removal of uh, Gina Carano. Uh, as Cara Dune from The Mandalorian and from the future, from future Star Wars projects. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this week a little bit more, you know, lighthearted news, more positive news, more news just on the properties that we're going to be, uh, yeah. that we're going to see involving Star Wars, whether it be in the movies, uh, TV, or video game realm. Uh, we have news on all three of those that we'll get to. Um, we do have an update on the Cara Dune situation, which we'll get to uh, very shortly, but. Um, it's it's been an interesting week. Uh, one of the things that I found funny was uh, Tom Holland when he was doing his uh, his press for uh, the movie Cherry on Netflix, as well as um, the movie uh, Spider Man, uh, which we now know is called Spider Man No Way Home. Um, he mentioned how he did a uh, that he actually had an audition for The Force Awakens, and that he was auditioning for the role of Finn. Uh, and he claimed that he, he couldn't stop, he bombed his interview because he couldn't stop laughing at, uh, the person that was making droid noises, uh, you know, with him, I guess playing BB-8, uh, in the, in the audition, but just found that interesting that there's a, uh, there's kind of a bizarro world where Tom Holland is playing Finn, um, you know, I mean, that was before Spider-Man. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that was before was, Spider-Man, yeah. before he played yeah, Spider-Man for Finn, yeah, absolutely. The Civil War. So, you know, who knows if he gets the Spider-Man role? You know, if he's uh, he probably still does, but, um, but maybe not. Maybe they feel like they don't want somebody who's so attached to another property like that. So, it's very interesting how that uh, how history kind of played itself out there. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting piece of uh, history. I don't think Tom Holland would have added anything particular. I thought John Boyega's performance as Finn was was good. Yeah. You know, I don't think he did a bad job. I don't yeah. think, oh, if this person were in this spot, it would have been better. No, not at all. He would have, it so. felt, it, it just, I feel like it would have just changed. The, it would have been a different character. You know, a different actor. I can't imagine Yeah. Tom yeah. Holland doing a John Boyega Finn impersonation. You know? Yeah. So it, I feel it, like it would be a different character. Yeah. And Finn's, Finn's issue was his story. Right. And, you know, things that were teased that never came to be. Yeah. Or, and you or, wonder, would they have gone in a different direction if it was Tom Holland, you know, politics and whatnot, you know? <laughs> you know, we're yeah, not going to get too into know. that, but who knows? Maybe they would have. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, who knows? You know, John Wig, I'm sure, has an opinion one yeah, way or the I'm other sure. on that. But. Yeah. But, you know, either way, you know, sequel trilogy didn't didn't really save it, couldn't save it. Um, or I wouldn't act like it was dead, but, but you know, <laughs> it, it, had its, it had plenty of issues, <laughs> you know, from our perspective. So... Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, we'll see what they end up doing in the future. We'll be talking about some future projects um, on this show. Uh, but to start, uh, we uh, will jump uh, right in with some uh, some pretty interesting news. I call it at this point more of a rumor uh, as opposed to confirmed news, um, just because of the source. Not not railing on the source at all, but you know. It's hard to really say something has been. Oh yeah, this is this not is in any of the trades. This is definitely fact. You yeah, know, not it's, any it's, trades. it's definitely not. Hasn't announced it. You know, it's definitely not in that in that 
in that realm yet. But uh, according to Kessel Run's transmissions, who has been right before on, on various things, they have, man. Um, they say that they have a source that's telling them uh, that uh, the actor that played Aladdin, uh, who goes by the name of um, Mina Masood, uh, uh, will be playing Ezra. Uh, Ezra Bridger. So we'll be getting Ezra Bridger uh, in live action. Um, and we assume in the Ahsoka Tano show. We would assume in the Ahsoka Tano show, but I mean, it could be for that show among other shows. It could be in many other things. For those that don't know, Ezra Bridger is obviously the main character from Star Wars Rebels. Yes. He plays the Jedi kid. Yeah, the kid um, who has the, the, the Force. Padawan. Kid who has Force abilities. Kind of a kind of a. Uh, Starts out as kind of a, a, I wouldn't call him a scoundrel, kind of a prankster, more kind of a prankster troublemaker kid. Yeah, delinquent, the delinquent kid. Yeah, kind of a delinquent yeah. prankster, delinquent kid. Yeah. Um, you know, living on the streets of a planet called Lothal, and uh, you know, it's very sad. He doesn't. It, it, did, did his parents like died? I believe, right? Were his parents uh, dead? No, we don't know if they're dead. They're just missing. Right? Okay, they is that what it was? I feel like okay. they're just missing. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think they would be that. Yeah, his parents were. <laughs> yeah, his parents were were gone and, and have not. Yeah, he never it's kind heard. of a race situation. They kind of just weren't there. Uh, um, yeah, he knew who they were. No, yeah, like but, he knew who they were, but like a race situation and that he was on his own kind of thing. Yeah, he was on his own, so it was yeah, very. It was kind of yeah, it's very sad, you know. Uh, but, um, but yeah, he ended up being trained by another Jedi in Kanan. Yeah. Check out uh, Star Wars Rebels if you haven't. Yeah, definitely check out uh, Star Wars Rebels, a very popular uh, uh, series. Obviously. Um, uh, yeah, if, in theory, if you haven't seen it, it won't exactly spoil how it ends, but uh, 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 he's still alive, you know, by the end. Yeah, he's still alive. <laughs> we so, assume he's still alive. So so there's a cast, there's casting, uh, potential casting so information, we assume, so we may see him. And there's been plenty, there's been plenty of rumors. Uh, it's never been confirmed, but we, again, we knew that uh, Ahsoka was going to be in the Mandalorian through similar sourcing. Right. Um, that was never confirmed either, but we had heard that that was the case. Um, and there's been a lot of reason to believe that Ezra Bridger is going to be in the Ahsoka Tano show. Um, if you saw the Mandalorian season two, then you know that, um, which I'm sure 90% of the listeners have probably have. Um, then if you saw Mandalorian season two, then you know that the Ahsoka Tano story is going to be about her going after Grand Admiral Thrawn on some level. Um, Grand Admiral Thrawn, also in uh, Rebels um, mm-hmm. and, and other stuff. And we've talked about Grand Admiral Thrawn a little bit on this show, uh, a good amount on the show. But um, that also entails uh, Ezra Bridger. If you haven't seen Rebels, then uh, check that out. If you do, then you know how they <laughs> are connected. So you would assume that Ezra is going to be in the Ahsoka show. You know, one plus one equals two. And so you were, there's been speculation that if he is in the Ahsoka show, who's going to play him? Um, right. There had been, uh, you know, rumors about Ra- Raul uh, Cooley playing him. Um, uh, that was something that was out there. He had talked about how he wanted to play the character, but yep. not exactly an A-lister, not, you know, somebody that yeah. people would immediately recognize. Yeah, I remember seeing him in uh, iZombie, right. the, the show on CW. Uh, very good show. It was a yeah. very funny show. And he was very funny in the show. Yeah. Like, it was more of a comedic role, I would say. Well, I'd say, I mean, it's comedic and serious, but he, he was definitely a source of comic relief in the show. Yeah. Uh, which Ezra is as well uh, in Rebels, so I wouldn't necessarily say that that would be a bad thing. Um, but it would definitely be a change to see him 
playing kind of a, a Jedi character, yeah. you know, which Ezra is at this point yeah. in in his life after uh, Rebels. So, well, I mean, look, he's being trained as a Jedi, so I don't, I don't count that as a spoiler. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's very it, it, now. Yeah. You got to think it with a grain of salt. Not grain of salt in that you know the rumor, but that just just for us in our opinion, like we haven't seen Aladdin, so I can't yeah. really speak to yeah. Mina Masood um, in that role. But what I yeah. will say is that obviously we've seen Rebels and we've seen we know Aladdin. We've seen Aladdin the animated version, and I think we can all agree that there are a lot of similarities between Ezra Bridger and Aladdin. You know, in their story, uh, well, I mean, you mentioned yeah, him true. being the scoundrel kind of character. You know, and that's something that's very similar to Aladdin's origin. Um, yep. You know, I'm not yeah. saying that Disney based, you know, Ezra Bridger off Aladdin, but I don't know, maybe there were some, some influences, or but regardless. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> is like, oh, it's not called, it's not, say, Disney. Dave Filoni <laughs> is the one who created Ezra Bridger. Look, I mean. Not uh, Bob Iger. <laughs> look, I mean, it <laughs> is. It's the truth. <laughs> I don't believe that the story group came up with Ezra Bridger's concept, <laughs> but that's just me. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so yes, Dave Filoni when he created uh, um, when he created Ezra Bridger, maybe he was thinking about Aladdin. Maybe he wasn't. If he was, then that's very interesting how they then do- they went and casted the guy who actually played the live action Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big get, you know. I mean, you go from playing Aladdin to Ezra Bridger, you know that is you know yeah. I mean, it's a Rosario Dawson line casting for Ezra Bridger. You know, when they casted Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, it was a bit of a surprise because that seemed like you know, kind of punching above their weight a little bit for the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting Mina Masood to play Ezra Bridger uh, is, a, I mean, it's a huge get for this Ahsoka Tano show. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see Ezra Bridger in general, uh, assuming we do see him. Um, yeah, this would be a major development. Yeah. Seeing Ezra in live action post-Rebels. Yeah. Um, I mean, that would be... I mean that would be incredible. So just see again, just seeing him in general, this regardless of who's playing him, <laughs> just seeing the story yeah. continue, yeah, uh, would be very very exciting. And um, yeah, I mean it's just it's very exciting news. I haven't seen Aladdin yet. I know a lot of people liked uh, Mina Masood as Aladdin, so that's a very good sign. And look, I mean this Ahsoka show, it seems like one. I feel like if you want to see this Ahsoka show, I implore you to go watch Star Wars Rebels, you know, you don't have to see every episode, but just, you know, some of the major, the major episodes, there are plenty of, yeah. there are probably plenty of articles online that break down yeah. what are skippable and what's not. Yeah, but, and maybe some of the major Clone Wars episodes as well, or at least get some of... I mean, not for Ahsoka, I don't think. You think so? I mean, I think it provides... I mean, yeah, I mean, that's true. I think, I also think it provides good context for Rebels. Well, yeah, that's definitely true. I, I feel like... I feel like the Ahsoka show is gonna is gonna be such a clean like just sequel to Rebel, and that's what we don't know yet. You know, maybe it will be, maybe there is another because we've we've heard that we've heard conflicting reports about whether or not there's a Rebel sequel, and then there's an Ahsoka show, or not the Ahsoka show is the Rebel sequel. But we know there is some sort of Rebel sequel project out there. Mm-hmm. I think you know conventional wisdom leads you to believe that the Ahsoka Tano show probably is. Uh, the, uh, the Rebel sequel on some level. Um, so because of that, you know, um, I would definitely implore you to at least see Star Wars Rebels. Like Shamari said, Star Wars The Clone Wars. 
uh, is the <laughs> prequel to Star Wars Rebels. So, right. um, you know, if you want to get the full kind of the full experience, yes, you got to see all of it. But, um, but yeah, regardless, this is this is going to be a very good. This is going to be a very interesting property because I mean, look, the Ahsoka the Ahsoka episode, the backdoor pilot that we got to her show, looked it was an excellent episode, my favorite episode of the season. Um, and so, just imagine that episode of um, that episode of the Mandalorian, episode five, I believe it was. Just imagine that, like every every episode. <laughs> That's what the Ahsoka series is going to be. Once you get Thrawn involved, and you get. Ezra involved and Sabine Wren rumored to be in this show. I mean, and I expect big castings for Sabine and Thrawn as well. I, I think Thrawn is going to be a huge actor. I mean, I know there was a rumor about Downey that seemed a little too big, um, but him and Favreau do have a relationship. Um, but if it's not Downey, I think there's going to be another A-lifter. Mm. Um, and then they've also talked about how these, this plus Rangers of the New Republic and the Mandalorian are supposed to converge. So I think we're going to see Ezra play a big storyline, have a big storyline in this entire thing. Mm. Um, so, yeah. That's why, because you don't cast Mina Masood to be in a one-off episode. Just like you don't cast Rosario Dawson to be in a one-off episode. So I, I, I assume that Ezra is going to play a big factor in this show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would agree. I hope there's a Rebels sequel. Um, and uh, if it isn't, that Mina Musu's going to show up in whatever that Rebel sequel is, I would I would assume. Um, but yeah, either way, this is very exciting news. We will be checking out Aladdin and giving an update <laughs> on our opinions of this uh, potential fan casting. But so far, I'm a fan of it. So hopefully, it is true. Alright, so the next topic we have is uh, uh, just an Car- update on the Gina Carano situation. We're not going to go too in-depth in terms of the situation because we did that before. Uh, but according to the Hollywood Reporter, uh, they have sources within Lucasfilm that are saying that Gina Carano will not um, uh, be recast. Uh, which I mean would essentially mean that they're writing her off the show. Which I think, I've said this before, I believe I even said this on the show. I believe that is the correct thing to do. I think that's the easier thing to do. Um, you know, I mean, if they recast... Cara Dune isn't a big enough character. I feel like a lot of the, you know, because Gina Carano has her supporters. I feel like a lot of her supporters are kind of over, overestimating how important the Cara Dune character was. Yeah. She wasn't important to the story really at all, <laughs> like at all, like in terms of just the ma- the main story. She, she was she was important to two episodes. Yeah, she wasn't important. You know, like she didn't. She had no major, significant. It's not something where if she was not in the show anymore. It would just throw a giant. It would mess up the show. It would not mess up the show. So, I mean, they might as well just write off the show. That's the easiest thing to do. I mean, I know there. Are, I mean, there was words that there was there was word out there that they were planning to have, give her a show, and I would have thought she would have been a, a major character in one of these other shows, Rangers of the New Republic, or one of these other shows. Um, but uh, you got to make it audible. You got to do an audible, and you can do it. Because she wasn't a major part of the, she wasn't a major part of the Mandalorian. It's not undoable. Uh, so, um, so yeah. I mean, I I think this is just the correct move, personally. I expect Mandalorian season three to be way more uh, linear than and way more contained than the last two seasons. 
the last two seasons mm-hmm. have gone a million different directions. Um, like there's been an ultimate quest, but it's just been it's been this long journey. I, did, I expect this next one to be a lot about just the Mandalorian kind of lore and the battle for the dark saber and things of that nature. So I don't think Gina Grano's cartoon character uh, would have played much of a factor in, in a season three, regardless. I think that's why they were making all these spinoffs. You know, I feel like she probably would have played a major factor in exactly. Rangers of the New Republic. And that would have explained why she's not in the Mandalorian anymore. Um, or if she wasn't the Mandalorian, like it would have been something like, you know, more of a one episode situation or a cameo. But, so it's not going to be hard to it's not going to be hard to, to replace her uh, or write her off the Mandalorian. They just, now it's going to be about making you know new characters for the Rangers of the New Republic, um, which I think a lot of people assume she would have been a part of. And there's been some reporting recently to suggest that she would have. And that's you know that's not that hard because it's a new show. You know I mean it's you know they're they're being a, they're being dealt a pretty easy hand. You know having to just create new characters. Um, you know, like you don't need Cara Dune in anything. I mean, you can just pretend she not you. You can pretend she really like barely existed. You know, like you don't need to put her in Range of the Republic when it's a new show. You don't need and the show like as far as I know wasn't going to be about Cara Dune. Like she might have been in it, but I don't think like you know it's going to be like uh, the Cara Dune show. Like it's right. going to be about her backstory or anything. So you could just find someone else to play the same role that she was going to play. So. Ultimately, I think it's the right decision. Um, you know, recasting her. You know, I feel like there was initial word that they may have recasted her, uh, or they may have had plans to have recasted her, and that right. was always strange to me because I feel like Gina Carano is not someone that's, gonna, that's easy to recast because her physical appearance is is so unique um, for actresses, you know, of that caliber. Um, obviously, she was you know a world class fighter. Um, and it's built like a bodybuilder, you know. So it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to find actresses out there in Hollywood that have the same type of physique to play the same character. Um, and ultimately, again, I don't think it's worth. I just don't think the character's worth it. I mean, you know, I mean, yes, you could have, but you don't even have to, you don't even have to address why she's not there. Honestly, that's how like I don't say insignificant, but that's how unnecessary her character is. She could not be there, and no one's gonna ask why. Exactly. Like, what happened to Gina? What happened to Cara Dune? It's like uh, I don't know. She's got a job. Like she's doing yeah, something. Whatever. She's part of New Republic. Like it's it's the easiest thing in the world to just know. say she's doing something else. Yeah, she's off world. It's Star um, Wars. Yeah, it's Star Wars. She could be anywhere. <laughs> the she galaxy could, is huge. She could be anywhere in the galaxy doing anything. Yeah. It's not hard to write someone out of <laughs> Star Wars in general. So, um, so yeah. I mean, I, uh, I'm in agreement. I mean, she's not you know the easiest person to recast in general. Uh, and just in terms of the physicality she brings to the role, her physical appearance. In terms of making you believe it. You know, you making know. it believable. And then just, you know, the the sake of, of having a different face. Right. Be Gina Carano. Right. Or be, be Cara Dune. That's always it's an just, awkward thing for, uh, for especially in the, in the era of streaming. In the, oh, no, back exactly. in the day, it was so much easier to just recast somebody because, like... You haven't you seen a show in a year. You haven't seen a show in a year. It's not like... People are like binge watching. You could, you weren't able to binge watch those kind of shows. You had to. Right. It's a DVD. You have to get the DVD. Yeah, bo- the you have to get the way. box set. Yeah, the box set. So now it's like the Mandalorian is a streaming show. So it's going to be very awkward for them to have it, and you have posters and like right, it's exactly. a different it's a different cartoon on the on the poster for the Mandalorian. But like 
you watch the first episode and it's Mike completely different. Yeah. Same, so. same situation that the CW is running into a back row, or Batwoman, I should say, mm-hmm. where they, they had to replace um, Ruby, Rose Ruby Rose as right. Kate Kane, and they realized it's probably not going to look good on Netflix. It's not going to look good on HBO Max if we have uh, the Batwoman show and, like, season one is a completely different version of it's completely different. It's, it looks weird anyway, but at least in story, right. there's a reason why. You know, right? As opposed to just, uh, you just buy it. It's just, it's a different guy. You know, I mean, Marvel did it with, um, they did it with with Terrence Howard and Rhodey. They did it with the Hulk, but you know, one, they don't really acknowledge the Hulk as a part of the MCU, um, because it was it, it's not it wasn't produced by Disney, but also because, like. Rody, I feel like Rody was was, was honestly not something I, I don't know if they would have done nowadays. But uh, if, you know, that was a different time again. So yeah, yeah, and like that, those are movies. You know, really, I mean, it's it's definitely different from the the uh, streaming service stuff. So so yeah, I mean, we think they're making the right decision. Uh, we'll see ultimately how it goes. Um, but I'm not, I'm not going to be sad that <laughs> that I that I'm not seeing Cardoon and in uh in the future it is what it is she was a nice character while it lasted but she's not star wars you know star wars easy is to just make a new character yeah it's star wars you can you can make you can make another character that's similar people aren't gonna it's not gonna be a thing (laughs) uh all right so we got some video game news uh so we're getting a new video game coming to the switch called star wars hunters um so that is an interesting bit of news um, we all we know about in terms of the release date is it is coming this year. Yes, it was announced during uh, this week's or uh, last week's Nintendo Direct. Nintendo Direct, which is Nintendo's, uh, they have these uh, little video presentations featuring many games and updates. Uh, and they announced this game, Star Wars Hunters. They didn't show much. Uh, you know, they showed what looked like a battle arena with a bunch of different Star Wars, you know, looking characters and aliens and monsters and whatnot. Um, so StarWars.com apparently elaborated on the announcement a little bit, um, uh, basically stating that, um, uh, that you can play as, um, you know, you can play as all kinds of people. You can play as heroes of the rebellion, bounty hunters, um, as well as stormtroopers. Uh, it does take place after the fall of the empire. Uh, so that is, uh, some interesting tidbit. Um, and apparently it is a, it's like a uh, free to play. Yeah, it's a free to play. Uh, game, I believe it's a, it is a... Free to uh, play, uh, pay to win? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully not, yeah. Hopefully it's not, um, you know, uh, well, not Battlefront, though Though Battlefront had its issues. Uh, but yeah, hopefully it's not one of those games. Uh, but yeah, it's a squad-based combat game. So we'll see, uh, what that looks like. Uh, the graphics did not impress me, um, you know, but at the same, I mean, it didn't look like Battlefront or anything. It yeah. wasn't made I mean, by, wasn't made by Dice. Uh, but yeah, as for Nintendo Switch, I don't need the graphics to be so amazing uh, on every single Star Wars game. Uh, it honestly looked, it gave me a, had more of a look of like a mobile game. Yeah. Uh, but again, the Switch is is kind of a mobile device. Yeah. Sort of. Uh, so uh, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's an interesting concept. Um, and we also got an announcement that Star Wars uh, Commando 
or Republic is it? Commando. Yeah, Star Wars Republic Commando. Sorry, don't kill me. <laughs> uh, don't kill me, Star Wars fan base. <laughs> Star Wars Republic Commando. I did not play the game. Okay, I did not. You're, 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 I'm, I'm you're outing yourself. My Star Wars card. <laughs> my Star Wars card is, has been revoked officially. Uh, so Star Wars Republic Commando is uh, returning for all the Star Wars fans out there that have played that game. I know it's a very popular game. Um, it, it will be returning. I'm not sure. I, I don't know what consoles it originally came out for. Um, but I know it was back in the day, you know, PlayStation, Nintendo 64, all the, right. you know, way back probably in the day. before the, uh, prequels. Uh, or yeah, pro- yeah, or, yeah probably. Before at least episodes yeah. two and three. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the game is making a comeback. So it's coming to PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. So that's another one that's going to be on Nintendo Switch. Um, and they showed a gameplay trailer, which obviously there's gameplay out there already for this game, but <laughs> they showed a gameplay trailer showing what it would look like. Uh, it looks like a lot of fun. So, it looks like how it did uh, 20 years. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it looks like a lot of fun. A lot Star of Wars, they've been good stuff. for that recently. Yeah, they've know. been re-releasing a lot of stuff, yeah. which is very, it's very good. It's, cool. it's very encouraging. Yeah. Okay, Lucasfilm, when it comes to their games, besides Battlefront and the kind of the, more the uh, EA kind of scummy kind of stuff going on there, and the mobile games i haven't heard how exactly how greedy they are in terms of that but i'd imagine it's a lot um but they've been re-releasing a lot of these old games and of course the last game that 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 um well besides squadrons i still have to get through squadrons what i played is fun but but um um the other game that came out was uh uh the other one with kyle kessis i don't know i'm forgetting the name fallen order fallen order yeah jedi fallen order that's another massive success yeah um and we have this Lucasfilm Games, uh, you know, this new kind of yeah. studio initiative that they're doing right now. So it's, um, so yeah, I'm I'm very happy about these recent developments. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested about Star Wars Hunters. Uh, when I found out it was free to play, that's you know, probably not as encouraging. Um, you feel like yeah, it's usually free. Limited. Usually free makes you happy, but free to play. Uh, Oftentimes, unfortunately, nowadays implies some kind of monetary, yeah. you know, incentive yeah, to backdoor way to make money for them. Yeah, way to get people hooked on the game and continue. You know, you have to get enough credits and get enough yeah, gems, enough ki- enough kyber crystals, whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever source of, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever source of. Yeah, yeah, how many portions can I get? <laughs> yeah, portions. Sheesh. Yeah, so so we'll see. We'll see how they how they plan to monetize. They always have to fi- they have to have some kind of plan. Yeah. To monetize the game. They have to make money off of it somehow. Yeah. So uh so yeah, we'll see what they do with that. Um yeah, hopefully the free to play aspect is is more a little more consumer friendly. Yeah. Even if there's some things you can you can pay for to have advantages, hopefully you can at least Maybe there's a solo mode or something, you know, where you can just have fun with it. All right. So next topic we have is uh, Bad Batch. So we got some news about the Bad Batch. Uh, so Bad Batch uh, got a release date. So if you don't recall, if you don't remember Star Wars, the Bad Batch, uh, which was an arc in the season seven of Clone Wars uh, featuring the defective clones that had had certain things that made them almost like enhanced clones, certain abilities. Uh, uh, They had an arc in the Clone Wars. They are now getting their own show, which was confirmed in a uh, Disney investor call 
uh, however many months ago. Or, or it was more like a conference, honestly. It was less of a call. Um, but, <laughs> presentation, yeah. Yeah, Disney investor presentation. Um, uh, but we got a release date. So the the show will be coming out on Star Wars Day. So it's coming out on May the 4th of 2021. So that'll yeah. be a nice treat for uh, Star Wars fans this year. Uh, of course, this year has been a tough year for a lot of people. Last year is an even tougher year uh, for a lot of people. So releasing it on May the 4th, I'm sure will be will be very, uh, very pleasant surprise. Again, I know you noted before in terms of just the Disney streaming in general. It seems to be coming out at a particular time. In, in in when you when you line it up in terms it in line with some of the Marvel shows that are coming yeah, out on Disney I Plus, mean, it seems to be hitting a nice sweet spot there as well. Yeah, we we had assumed that Loki, which was supposed to come out after Falcon and Winter Soldier, we assumed that Loki was going to come out in May, mm-hmm. but they actually announced that Loki was coming out in June. Which mm-hmm. suggests that they don't want to step on the shoes of both Black Widow, which seems like uh, leaning towards staying on the May date, early May date that they have, but also mm-hmm. don't want to step on the shoes of the Bad Batch. It feels like the Bad Batch is going to be their primary kind of a new show every week in May um, before Loki premieres. And so, I mean, you know, if you are a Star Wars fan and, you know, you're looking for something to watch, I mean... You know, and we know WandaVision, how big that's been, and how big, uh, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier will be. Um, seems like right after Falcon and Winter Soldier, you're going to be able to hit the ground running with, uh, with the Bad Batch. Yeah. Um, and similar to how they did with The Mandalorian, I expect there to be two releases that week. Because May the 4th is on a Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I, was just, I just looked that up, yeah. So yeah. that's on a Tuesday. So hopefully yeah. we get another episode that Friday. Yeah, so I would assume they'll do another Friday episode. Or we just get two episodes that day. I would be fine with either one of those. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then I have to wait a week. At that point, if I have to wait a week, fine. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that's uh, – either way, it's very exciting. So that's fast approaching. Remember, we're at the end of February now. Or, yeah. you know, end of February, beginning of March, depending on when you're listening. But we're we're kind of slowly entering the spring. Uh, so that is only – really only a few months away. Only a couple months away. Yeah. So that's very, that's very, very exciting news. Uh, all right, so uh, next topic we have is Ryan Johnson. So uh, that's a name you probably haven't heard of in a while, which yeah, is man. probably fortunate because uh, the Obi Wan me. I've <laughs> not heard in a long, long time. time. Yes, absolutely. So that's that actually fits us perfectly. So um, so yeah, Ryan Johnson uh, apparently is still working on his Star Wars trilogy because apparently there were people out there that were still asking about it. Yeah, um, I'm like, who's asking about this? You know, which I was, I was surprised by it with all this, <laughs> with all the Disney Plus stuff we're getting. I mean, <laughs> that was like are preferred. people still asking about Ryan Johnson's trilogy? Um, I mean, you can't even go to the movies, or I mean, you can if you want, but I guess, but you know, <laughs> people, people don't want to go to the movies. Yeah, people don't want to go to the movies. But um, but yeah, Ryan Johnson's trilogy apparently uh, is still happening. So Ryan Johnson, director of the Last Jedi, as I'm sure all of you that are listening know, also director of Knives Out. Directed Knives Out, which is a very good movie. Um, I highly recommend you watch that if you haven't. Uh, is getting his Star Wars trilogy. It is still happening. I believe the last time we we heard about him, he had said, you know, as far as I know, it's still happening or something along those lines. Right, right. So, yeah, that Ryan Johnson trilogy is still happening. He claims that it's just he's, you know, bogged up with other projects. Okay. Which to me which, is, yeah. is a weird, I don't know, it's a weird thing to say. You know, like Disney... 
to me, that sounds like Disney's like, all right, yeah, whatever, you know, all right, whatever, whatever, Ryan, <laughs> you know, oh, whenever, you, whenever you get a chance to make it, just, you know, no rush. I don't think they're that. I don't because don't again, like, if this was, could the, I mean, could the Russos go to Marvel and maybe they are? Could the Russos go to Marvel and say like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, we'll make that uh, X Men movie, but you know, you got to give us. Yeah, I gave us four or five years, you know, I'm, I'm worried about all these other projects. I mean, maybe, but, like, to me, you know, this has been a while since they announced it. Um, and this was, if this was a priority for Lucasfilm, I think that, I don't think that he'd be prioritizing these other, whatever other projects he'd even work. I don't know. It might be a Knives Out sequel or whatever mm-hmm. else he's working on. I don't know if that's how the, the order of operations would work. Plus, why didn't they announce it during the Investor Day? I mean, they announced... Mm-hmm. Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron, which is set to release in 23. Does that mean that a Ryan Johnson movie, like, that's not coming out till 24 or 25? So uh, so I'd be willing to believe that Disney's stiff-arming him just a little bit. Um, I mean, they're riding high on a lot of positive a lot of positive vibes. Yeah. And announcing that Ryan Johnson, the guy that directed the movie, probably the most hated Star Wars movie, uh, possibly ever, but, right. but definitely of the, of the modern era, yeah. uh, is directing his trilogy... I mean, I don't think that's going to generate a lot of positive buzz. It's right. going to generate a lot of negative buzz, unfortunately, because I think The Last Jedi is the best of the of the, of the sequel trilogy movies. But I think it's going to generate a lot of negative buzz, and I don't think I don't think Disney wants that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think that I think that at least is playing a part in this. Um, but I mean, I believe in that he's probably working on other stuff too. Um, you know, so. So yeah, I don't know. I don't really in terms of me personally, I don't know I don't really have any particular feelings about it. I mean Ryan Johnny's making his trilogy, it's like okay. You know, I don't know what it is. I don't know what time period did, did we get information on that? Did is he the one that where he said he wanted to do it on like a completely different time period? Yeah, he claimed he claimed it was gonna be on a completely different part of the galaxy. Yeah, completely we, different part of the galaxy. He's never seen completely different time you know, part of the galaxy. Which, I mean look, that's encouraging to me because I love I want new material. Um, uh, but it's, it also sounds very much like an experiment. So I don't know. Yeah, that would explain that would explain part of the reason why they're probably fine with him doing it whenever. You said, look, that's Ryan Stein. We'll let him touch it when he wants to touch it. But right, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's not it's a priority. Not, it's not, it's like not the higher public. It's not a Skywalker saga. It's not slowing down any of their other projects. Yep, exactly. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what happens with Ryan Johnson's trilogy. I don't think we're gonna hear more about that this year. Honestly, I'd be shocked if we heard anything more about that. Yeah, I agree. There's so much other things. To <laughs> I would look at celebration. If there's nothing about next celebration, Anaheim 2022. Then just don't even then don't even think about it. Don't think about we're it. We're not going to get it for a little while. <laughs> all right, so that that does it for all our major topics uh, for this show. Uh, so I want to I want to talk about um, the uh, Star Wars, the Higher Public novel. I feel like this is going to kind of probably going to be a, a at least for a little while either a weekly, bi-weekly thing for me or bi-showly, whatever you want, every other show <laughs> right. uh, where I discuss something High Republic related because I'm just trying to get through these books, you know, as many, many as I, as many of these books as fast as I can. So I got through A Test of Courage by Justina Ireland. I finished that one about a week ago. Um, and I'm making very good progress on Into the Dark by Claudia Gray as well. I'm mostly done with that one. I have about a third of the book left, I believe, uh, in that one. Uh, but Justina Ireland's book I want to talk about as well. So uh, just young adult novel, right? Uh, no, uh, well, no, that one's a young readers. Young readers, uh, yeah. So that's more like you know, I guess middle grade maybe. Right, younger. So younger than young adult. 
Yeah, definitely <laughs> younger than young adult. Not adult at all. Uh, though it has some some, um, uh, I guess you could say mature, uh, some mature-ish, mature ish mature elements i guess you could say to it so um uh so of course spoilers spoiler review spoilers all over the place um uh so following jedi vanestra Rowe, who i i very much enjoy i like all these characters uh so vanestra Rowe, she's a teenage jedi knight uh which i'm looking forward to following her throughout uh throughout the uh the high republic era she's a she's a miri allen uh, so she's got the green skin, the tattoos, and all that. And she has a purple lightsaber. Uh, one thing that's special about her lightsaber is she also added a feature where she can turn it into a light whip. Which, is, that's kind of going back to Legends and going on to all that stuff. So I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm glad we got the light whip back. Uh, so that's an interesting development. Um, she is, um, you know, she was recently promoted to Jedi Knight. So she's kind of kind of green, kind of fresh, kind of new. Uh, kind of a new Jedi Knight. Um, so she was going on. She uh, was on a um, uh, on a uh, ship. Uh, so her uh, is also a Jedi named Imri Kantaros, I believe his name is. Uh, which he is a Padawan. They were on a ship, and um, they and Imri, as well as his master, I don't remember his name. I'm not even going to bother <laughs> trying to say his name, but. Uh, him, Imri, his master, um, is also a young inventor, scientist, Avon, it's a young, uh, black girl, interesting, uh, character there, her, her droids and her, you know, inventions and whatnot. Uh, they're on a ship traveling through hyperspace. Um, one of the Nihil ships, just hyperspace, the Nihil just messed up everything involving hyperspace. And I see, I see it through all these books. It's just affecting all these books where some ship is getting hit with something, uh, getting hit with some kind of debris, you know, there's some kind of whatever kind of interference. Um, but, uh, but a lot of people die on the ship that they were on, which again, you know, for young readers, <laughs> you know, it gets pretty dark, but so a lot of people die. Um, and, uh, and uh, Vanessa Rowe, Imri, Avon, um, uh, end up, uh, and they end up, uh, you know, escaping on an escape escape ship, uh, crash landing on it on kind of a, a planet with a lot of greenery uh, and whatnot, and um, uh, they end up surviving. A lot of people end up perishing, including Imri's master, uh, which leads to a lot of unresolved emotions with him. Um, a good, a, eh, I wouldn't say a good portion of the book. The book isn't very long; it's pretty short. Uh, but you know, a, section, a portion of the book is is them trying to survive on the planet, and then the, the, as I say, the final portion is them discovering some escaped Nihil uh, who um, were on the planet and actually, I actually know what happened is they they actually sabotaged the ship as well. Uh, so they sabotaged that ship, uh, the original ship that they were on, and um, uh, and uh, yeah, there's a confrontation uh, with the Nihil. Uh, the kid that lost his master, Emery, uh, ends up getting a lot of dark side in him, and he actually ended up attacking uh, Vernesha Rowe, uh, and they actually had a battle, which didn't last long because Vernesha Rowe is actually a Jedi Knight, and they, Emery um, uh, had a lot of a lot of sadness, a lot of unresolved emotion, but he ended up kind of finding his way. He thought he wasn't going to be allowed back in the order, but they did allow him to continue his training, and uh, Vernesha Rowe 
uh, continues on her journey as a Jedi Knight. I thought it was a nice little story. Avon is a very interesting character, very plucky, very very inventive. It seems like she's going to be the one of the at least one of the main characters, uh, possibly possibly even the main character of Justina Ireland's next book, Out of the Shadows, um, which is actually going to be a young adult novel. So I'm very interested in checking that out as well. And that one should all, I believe is also going to feature Reed Silas, who's in Claudia Gray's novel. Um, into the dark as well which i love his character he's fantastic as well uh so yeah that was a very good book a very short book um this is a very very short summary um i'm sure i got at least a couple of those details wrong but that's okay you can go feel free to correct me because <laughs> uh, i finished that one a little while ago i'm getting into into the dark more much more now but um uh but yeah it was, it was a it was a fun book i think justina ireland's a very good author um i'm not sure if i read any of her other uh any of her other Star Wars work, uh, but this was very good. Um, I've seen I've seen some people knocking it, saying it wasn't that good or it's boring or whatever. I thought it was very good. I always I'm but I mean again I'm biased. I love Jedi stories. Um, you know anything involving Jedi, the Force, you know trying to master your abilities, the mystery surrounding the Force. I love that stuff, and I thought this book had a lot of that. Uh, so I would definitely highly recommend that. It's interesting seeing such a young Jedi Knight. I think that is a very cool concept. Um, and the fact that she created a light whip is nice. She said she, it just came to her in a vision one day. She just woke up, she was just in a fever, and she just had to create just create something with her lightsaber, and she ended up making a light whip. So it's very, it's very interesting concept. Um, but yeah, so that was a test of courage. Very interesting. Uh, very interesting. If you have not read it, I, I do recommend checking it out, even though you listen to my spoilers review. It is, it is very, very well done. Uh, but Ken, uh, do you have any thoughts on on uh, the High Republic so far at all? Um, I mean, it sounds like it's been sounds like it's been. Uh, I mean, look, it's it, it's been. Uh, there's been a, obviously a segment of the popular of the Star Wars fan base that's just not gonna they're not gonna support it regardless. They feel like sure. you know yeah. it's a Kennedy whatever. I'm like, we're not getting to any of that. Yeah, but, weird conspiracy. Yeah, regardless regardless of that small faction. Uh, it seems like the people that are willing to give it a chance have liked it, mm-hmm. um, and that that's that's encouraging. Um, you know, obviously, uh, they've talked about whether or not the they've talked about how the High Republic they plan on, um, you know, pushing it into other mediums, being, you know, animation, and uh, we know the Acolyte is going to have a lot of High Republic themes in it. Um, do you feel like you have a sense now at this point? Or is it too early to have a sense of what the what the act like could be about? Uh, it's way too early. It's way too early. Yeah, I have no I have no sense whatsoever. Um, I mean, there's there are a few. Um, yeah, no, yeah, it's it's way too early because we don't. I don't even know. I mean, acolyte in, in, implies something Sith related. Um, you know, I don't consider this a spoiler, but no Sith have been encountered yet, right. as far as where I am. So. Uh, so yeah, we do know the acolyte is going to be a female-driven show, right? Uh, that's the one that um, Leslie Headland is, is is show running. So, um, I would imagine if there is a, a female character with a female dark side character, that she may be a candidate to be a, a main character in the acolyte. Mm. So, something to something to watch out for. But, but yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, very definitely, very interesting. 
Uh, so there's a lot of cool stuff on the horizon. I really, I think uh, that this, the High Republic stuff so far, um, I've been very impressed, honestly. Uh, I've been impressed, but I'm also, I'm also patient. You know, I'm patient. I, cause I'm expecting much more on the horizon in terms of conflict, in terms of light side versus dark side, um, in terms of factions, possibly even Sith, possibly even Plagueis, possibly even. Whoa, 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 whoa. Plagueis. Well, look, I just, I'm just saying. So I, I, I mean, I think there is, um, well, though, I, I mean, I don't know about Plagueis. I know this takes place like hundred, a few hundred years. I don't know how long mutants, what the mutant life lifespan is. I'm sure someone out there can, <laughs> uh, can, uh, you know, can fill me in. If Plagueis even is a mutant, is that still canon? I don't even uh, know if that's that, canon. That's not canon. You know? <laughs> There's no reason why they would change that, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know. So, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what they end up doing with Plagueis, if, you know. But, um, or Plagueis is Master Venomous, who, you know, whoever. Whatever they end up doing with that, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, uh, do you think there's yeah. a chance, this is completely unrelated, but do you think there's a chance that Separatists play a role in the Bad Batch? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do, um, just because, uh, you know, and I was just talking, actually, actually, it's funny, I was actually just talking about this with a friend the other day, uh, who just got through Clone Wars, and, you know, was, had, had some questions with regards to, you know, the ending of the Clone Wars and the beginning of the Empire, you know, and, like, who won, who lost, what happened to the Separatists, what happened to the right. Republic, the clones, and whatnot, and so the Separatists, it's not really delved into at all so all right. i think i think that's something they could approach they could they could uh expand on need to tie, yeah yeah it's definitely a loose end that that can certainly be tied in the bad batch um but yeah honestly i'm i'm very excited i think we're gonna get something i think we are going to get something either animated or live action high republic related uh in the near uh, future uh, I'd say I'd say within the in the nearish future, probably within the next five years or so. I would say, I I would put it out of I'd get a very high percentage chance because this, like you said, it's been popular so far. A lot of people like it. I like it a lot. I want more. You know, I this isn't something where I'm like, uh, all right, it's Star Wars, so I'll check it out. No, it's like I am excited to check out more of this material. All of it's been great. It's what I wanted. It's what I'm not. I did not get. In the original trilogy, a lot of this I didn't even get in the prequel trilogy. So it's it's really cool. It's interesting that they've pushed this initiative all the way to the point that they're making a show, not about it, but a show that you know involved the High Republic. Yeah. Um, and they haven't really. You've only invested it in the it, on the book side. It's, it's, it's just interesting. So they, but I guess there is a feeler. You know, they want to see how do people respond before they really push it. And like yeah. you said, it seems like people have responded well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but all right, so that'll do it for this show. Um, thank you all so much for listening. As always, um, you know, we will be reviewing more High Republic material. I will have finished Into the Dark uh, by the time we record our next show. So please be on the lookout for that. Um, I am very much enjoying the book so far. It is, it's, it starts out uh, very slow. I'm not gonna lie, but it definitely picks up, and yeah, it's, it's very 
you, there's a very eerie sense throughout the book. So I'm, I'm going to be uh, discussing that throughout um, throughout my review as well. Uh, and we'll be keeping tabs on any any more Star Wars news that drops as always. Uh, so please check, please uh, be on the lookout for that. And also check out uh, uh, the, my podcast that I do with uh, Zachary Bre- Zachary Breland, a good friend of mine, uh, who we started a podcast. It's called uh, Geeking Out Over Star Wars. So please check that out on all the different um, you know places you can <laughs> you can find yeah, podcasts wherever you like to listen. To yeah, your wherever podcast. you like to listen to your podcast, definitely check that out. It's we got very well done to uh, update his own. Uh his own outro where he goes over all the uh yeah we gotta get EJ update at this point i think people know where to find podcasts. yeah they know where to find podcasts look <laughs> us up and you'll find us yeah keep it that simple uh, but all right that'll do it for this one so i'm your host shamari joined by kendall and we will see you guys next time peace